0: When you meet someone, do you wonder about their story? If you're like me, you're always interested in the lives, hopes, and dreams of people. Stories Connect People podcast will bring you interesting, inspiring, and compelling stories from people just like you and me. Stories that will inspire you. They'll make you laugh. You'll learn. They might even make you cry. But above all, you will feel connected and closer to the people around you. You may see yourself in these stories. You may feel connected because you share similarities in your own journey. There are rich, interesting stories closer than you think, maybe even yours. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People. I am Polly Van Duser, your host. I am excited for you to hear from my guest, Cortland Minick. Cortland is the inventor of the Pizza Porta. He is a businessman, entrepreneur, investor, and product marketer, and just an all-around great guy. Cortland and his wife, Nancy, travel around cooking pizzas in a Kamado grill like the Big Green Egg or the Kamado Joe, using his patented invention, the Pizza Porta. Pizza is like its own food group. Pizza brings people together. Cortland found a way to make pizza more interesting tastier, and literally the center of the party. Let's hear Cortland share his story and how he integrated two passions, pizza and the big green egg. As I said, I'm excited for Cortland to share his story. Cortland is a friend, and we are in a supper club with he and his wife. We have enjoyed his pizza many times. He will talk about the invention, but also about how he has used his invention and talent to support people in need during this global pandemic. Kirtland, thank you for being with us today.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's exciting to be yeah. podcasting. <laughs> this is all new for me.
0: Um, So why don't you share a little with us about your background and a little about your career story?
1: Sure, sure. I'd be happy to. My first job out of college was in sales, which I highly recommend for anyone coming out of college. Start with sales.
0: Incredible experience.
1: Yes. I hire a lot uh, of
0: salespeople in my company.
1: It's, it's a great place to start. Um, so I, I went from uh, sales, moved my way into marketing, and then really found a passion in understanding the research background for new product development. So I was working for a plumbing fixture manufacturer for a couple of years. I worked for a lawnmower company for a couple of years, uh, working on trying to understand what it is the customers are looking for in our products. Um, and then I have gone on to look at new uh, businesses, new industries for larger companies to pursue understanding the background, the market forces uh what it is that makes it attractive for our company to enter this particular market space. So that was my background before doing something on the side called Pizza Porta. Um, but uh, it was just moving from that sales organization further and further up the supply chain into the new product uh, development. And then more recently, uh, work on the innovation that leads to those new products.
0: Where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Albany, Georgia, um, but came to Atlanta to go to school, and then um, you know started my career here.
0: That's a that's a great career story. Starting out,
1: um, I have been very fortunate to work with some great companies and some uh, great mentors and bosses and and associates who pushed me along. And
0: tell us a little bit about just uh, growing up, and have you. Always invented things?
1: (laughs) I um, grew up, uh, my parents actually had a bicycle shop. So I worked in the shop and uh, played with bikes and different mechanical things uh, growing up. Um, I guess I kind of confused mechanical capability and engineering so thought oh I have all the skills here to be an engineer I should go to Georgia Tech thankfully they didn't let me in the first go around um, because I was I was not ready for all that Um, the math side uh, was not my strong suit in high school so um, you do
0: talk on your website about geometry so you must (laughs) yes I had to brush up
1: on some of that Um,
0: (laughs) For your invention.
1: You know, I have been one of those people who always had a tinkering project or an invention behind the scenes, books of sketches and and different great ideas that are going to save the planet. And (laughs) thankfully, I didn't invest in many of them. So um, I ended up going to Emory uh, undergrad, learned sales and marketing side and tinkered in the background, but, but I was much better suited for... Uh, the the strategic and uh, thinking about things, selling, marketing, um, business planning. Uh, so went to Emory undergrad. And then when it came time for grad school a few years later, I did make my way back to Georgia Tech and study manufacturing and, and learning a lot of new math. Uh,
0: so what was the first thing that you invented? Anything while you were a kid?
1: <laughs> um, oh, I always had carts and wagons and my dad always had a great workshop so there were bits and pieces to play with and assemble and um, shop was a a great place for me to to play around and 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 kind of try new things and see what worked what didn't work
0: as a little boy what did you want to do or what did you want to be
1: um kind of got hooked on the uh idea of you know Dad's in computers, so I should be in computers, and and that was always what I thought. Oh, you know Follow everybody does that. Yes,
0: following the parents' footsteps.
1: Yeah, so uh, started with those intentions and, and thinking that would be a, a place for me, um, but later learned that I don't sit for long periods of time at a computer very well. I you know I like to be active and talking. You are active. And <laughs>
0: So you discovered this great invention, the Pizza Porta. Tell us about that story and kind of how that came about and just a little bit around that journey.
1: Sure, it was a kind of happenstance. A friend moved to the UK and he sent us pictures while he was over there of this little bitty wood-fired pizza oven that he had purchased and had in his backyard. And I thought, oh, that's pretty interesting. I you know, I have a big green egg. I can do pizzas here. Let's give that a whirl. So I was uh, uh, cooking those in my backyard. Then they moved back to the U.S. And uh, he moved in and immediately had to have a wood-fired oven here in the U.S. So we started going to parties at his house, and the pizzas were always fantastic. And he was super chill about cooking pizza, he put one in and kind of give it a glance after a minute or two. And, you know, I'm watching him, you know, have fun with this. And then he'd put out this pizza and the crowd would just go, oh, this is great. So
0: People love pizza.
1: People love pizza. And his pizzas were very good. So I said, oh, I got to be able to do this in my, in my backyard. So I was trying to do it on the egg, trying and trying and trying, and trying to perfect that pizza that I was after. And I just couldn't get there. It was just the top wasn't done. It just wasn't the same. So I, you know, went in the garage and got some sheet metal and started cobbling some things together and said, you know, my mission here is I've got to solve this pizza thing. I'm, I'm a problem solver. I can do this. <laughs> so I we had this sort of ugly-looking mass of metal, but uh, it, it still wasn't working right. And then one of those shower moments of, ah, oh, wait, it's the airflow. we got to fix the airflow. So I went and put some holes in it, and, and all of a sudden the pizza went from, like, 70% to 90%. I said, ah, oh, we've discovered it. Getting that original kernel of an idea was, uh, was only, you know, a part of the journey. That's so... We had to get the the proof of concept working together, and I was pretty uh, uh, humble about this. This was for me. I I wanted to solve this for me. This wasn't a grand idea to be rich and famous in in the pizza world. It was. Well,
0: as a friend, I'm really <laughs> glad that you invented the pizza porta because we get to enjoy it.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but, yeah, so it's uh, something to have fun with in, in the backyard. And, you know, the idea of a business came much later. We, uh, we said, well, you know, a couple people have asked about this thing. Maybe, maybe there's something here. Maybe we should see about making these things. And I do design thinking and lean startup uh, on, on, uh, as in consulting work. So I said, well, I've got to eat my own dog food here and, and, and actually apply these <laughs> principles. Let, let's see if this stuff, let's take this for a test drive for myself.
0: Like so, the people you're consulting with. Yes, yes. <laughs> Companies.
1: Let's see if this really works. So I set up an experiment and I had my hypothesis and it was all you know, very um, uh, orderly and strict. And we went to a pizza um, or a big green egg event down in Pensacola. And uh, the hypothesis was, well, if I can get 10 people to sign up and give me their email, give me their address, that indicates that that there's some interest here. Mm -hmm. So we made 50 pizza doughs and had all our ingredients. We're ready to go. We have our booth. We've practiced. We're ready. The first two people that walk up to the booth, the second one says, hey, shut up and take my money. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. So it was like, oh, okay, we might be onto something. And then throughout the day, we had a line of 40 people all day waiting to get a, a slice of pizza. And people were like, oh, this is great. And I got 20 emails and addresses. So it, double. I proved the hypothesis and said, I guess I'm going to have to figure out how to get into business.
0: That is a really great story. So I know your family is amazing. And so supportive. Um, is this kind of like a family business and how important is their support in this? Uh,
1: yes, I, on my website I think I put, you know, thanks to my friends and my the, the community out there and my uh, ever-forgiving wife uh, for helping me get in this business and not killing me along the way. I can't so. believe
0: y'all are so fit to... Eat pizza all the time. Eat and make pizza all, the, or make and eat pizza all the time.
1: Yeah, we're. I think we're heavier on the make than the eat. Actually, <laughs> yeah. We we were at an event recently, and uh, uh, Ben, my business partner, and I were cooking all day long. We cooked about fifty pizzas, I think. And we packed up and we got in the car, and we both said, "Oh my gosh, I'm starving." Did Did you test the pizza today? And neither one of us had tasted a bite all day long. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> So yeah, I don't want you to go into a lot of detail about this, but I am I am just curious, um, you know, I've had an idea in the past and, you know, I think, oh, filing a patent would, is just so complicated, but is that something like the everyday person can do? I mean, I know it's expensive, but in terms of just the complexity of the process, talk a little bit about that.
1: Uh, y- Yes, it's complicated. (laughs) (laughs) It's not for everyone, is what Um, you're saying. Not for everyone. Actually, the patent uh, structure has changed a bit, and it's improved for some of the lean startup concepts. Uh You do what's called a provisional patent, where you put basic paperwork together, and you submit, and what it does is put a placeholder. And then you have one year... To decide whether you want to pursue that patent, and it will that protection will continue forward, or if after a year you decide, oh, this is this isn't a good idea, or then 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 they release it and you just walk away. And that first process you can do for a thousand dollars, something like that, oh, w- with some help. Uh, you can do it on your own, but I don't recommend that. There's a lot of confusing nuances, um, and, and that's what I did. I, I found um, through ATDC uh, here in Atlanta great community of, uh, support on how to start a new business, uh, and incubate that business, but, uh, got connected with a patent attorney office, uh, and did the provisional. And then after a year, I was doing this experiment during that year and I got the go signal. So then decided, oh, let's pursue a patent. And that's when it gets more expensive well.
0: Well, how proud um, of a moment was it when your patent came through? Yes. It when has you, to be <laughs> exhilarating.
1: When you grow up as a tinkerer, having a patent nailed to the wall is pretty, pretty awesome.
0: That's so great. Well, and we've talked about how pizza brings people together. Um, people love pizza and it's usually the center of the party. So what has been your experience just from a social and, you know, maybe a community aspect?
1: Well, probably two sides of that question. Uh, the first is just the community it takes to start a business. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy I went to college with was a college roommate, is a, a business partner. And, you know, he and I worked together on uh, cooking, doing events, doing a lot of stuff. And the moral support is as big as any of the other support.
0: Oh, I can imagine. Um, that's, that's a great point.
1: Um my wife gives me enough uh, latitude to make paper models and put them all over the house and answer all my crazy questions in the middle of the night of, do you think this is better than this? So there's that kind of community around starting a business and ATDC, which I mentioned, you you know, just going there and seeing what other people have done and are doing is is just huge. Um, On the and family as well. My brother-in-law owns a pizza restaurant, so he's helped me at events. Uh, inspired some great recipes. I've helped him at events, so that that's been a good help and uh, training ground and learning to be kitchen safe certified, mm-hmm. and those sort of things uh, are are great. Um, on pizza itself, um, one of our observations is usually when you cook on a kamado, grow big green egg or kamado Joe, one of one of these kind of grills you set up you do the cooking uh you know everything's cooked cleaned up and you're actually serving the food much later the egg is cooled and put away and back under its cover often off in the corner somewhere but
0: but yeah i guess not for you that's
1: when you do pizza it's right. way different so it's much more interactive so i have this uh, uh men's group at church we get together occasionally in, um, like, a social group and, and, and do our thing. And I said, hey, I'm testing out this new idea. Um, Tuesday night men's group, you know, uh, would would you guys come test it out? Normally, we have six or eight people who got mm-hmm. together. Well, that night we had 21 men show up. <laughs> All for
0: the pizza. All
1: for the pizza.
0: <laughs> and the worshiping. Yes, <laughs> and <fellowship>. yes, yes.
1: <laughs> um, the fellowship and the pizza went well together. But just the ability to uh get that many people together and i had people stretching dough i had people teaching other people to stretch dough and and just the interactive part of creating that that dough and what you put on it there you know you can put your personal bias on you know what you put on the pizza and then you know when it comes out of the oven you get to share your creation with others in the room
0: i've been a part of that at supper club when we had yes. this big buffet and everybody makes their own pizza and then we share it and you're like stuffed and you want <laughs> the next person's pizza too. <laughs> so uh, we've talked a little bit about the Big Green Egg and it has such a huge following. They call the people that go around to the Big, Egg, big Green Egg events eggheads. Is that right?
1: That's right.
0: So talk a little bit about that community.
1: Yeah, the... It's funny in my career working on different products at different points through my life. I've worked on commodity products, industrial products, and a couple products that were uh, passion products. Uh, the Big Green Egg is probably the most passion product I've, I've worked in and around. The test of a passion product is: is there someone in the world with a tattoo of that brand on their body?
0: Oh well, and
1: there are a lot of Big Green Egg tattoos out there. I could do. I- in- I've Never seen a few of them.
0: Thought of that?
1: I it, bet it's the Harley that's... Davidson of of of, of app, uh, backyard cooking. Um, so it's a very passionate group, and they take this seriously. And I mean, if you think about it, if you're going to do an overnight smoke, people will get the grill ready, they'll put a pork shoulder in or something, and then they're babysitting that cook for 12 to 18 hours. Yeah. So they're committed. They're, yeah. they're all in on, on that particular cook. Um, and uh, Big Green Egg has this massive following, uh, especially southeast. It's spreading throughout the rest of the country. But each year there's an egg festival here, Big Green Egg Festival.
0: And it sells out so Quickly. It's, get your tickets early.
1: Yes, get your tickets early. There are 200 cooks uh, cooking, and there's a competition to be one of those cooks. The cook application sells out in literally five minutes. Incredible. Each, five minutes. So five my minutes. calendar has, you know, get ready, get ready. You have to, it's like getting concert tickets. Uh, so that's. Just to cook there, they have 200 spots open. And then there are 5,000 taster tickets. And those sell out, you know, they take a long time, like 10 minutes yep. to sell out. <laughs> So when you go and cook there, there are five thousand people who want to that are crazy about it. Right? It's it's you know it's a rock concert for backyard cooking.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. Well, um, is there any event in particular that has been um, most memorable for you?
1: Uh, These egg festivals do take place around, uh, you know, various markets around the country. Um, There's a big one down in Florida, uh, Wasi's Meat Market hosts one, and it's huge. It's just a huge event. So we were cooking there, I think it was two years ago, and they have a a good speaker system. The Mm -hmm. announcers making announcements throughout the day. And at one point, we hear this announcement, and it's, hey, Pizza Porta. Franklin's barbecue from Austin just called and they want their line back. What's going on at that booth? <laughs> so we got called out because so many people were waiting in line How? to taste pizza. Funny. So it's it's one of those, "Oh my gosh, people are noticing us. Oh, this is so rewarding." So it was uh just a, a fun event to be there and 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 get, you know, teased for for doing something that people like. So it was great.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So Pizza isn't just about the oven. I know that the dough is, and probably some other things are, you know, equally as important to make sure it tastes good. What are some of those?
1: Well, uh, I don't know how you do the dough. (laughs) (laughs) There's a, uh, there's, pizza is as uh, passionate a category as Big Green eggs. So I've kind of, you know, put the two live wires together here. That's interesting. Um, there are people who will only use ingredients that are come from Italy and they're genuine and authentic. And uh, there's a the uh, Neapolitan Pizza Organization that makes sure that that authentic pizza isn't you know misrepresented at a restaurant who, that is not oh, cooking pizza for ninety seconds. Oh. So it, it's very strict, and I think that's just fantastic to have something that's cared for and watched over and 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 that the really that specific and the pie has to be a certain size certain number of grams of dough and the uh tomatoes have to come from italy and there are all these details so that's like the way way long tail extreme of people who are passionate about pizza at the other end there are people who are like oh yeah take a take a pita and put some tomato sauce on it (laughs) it's a pizza yeah um, so somewhere in the middle there are um, people who are passionate. They want to try things at home. They want to, you know, uh, build, uh, buy flour and, and do the process of, of creating dough for themselves and kind of dialing in the pizza they like. And I think that's a, that, that's a big lesson learned for me is people really like different kinds of pizza. I, pizza has such a broad spectrum that um, people can find the one that's perfect for them.
0: Well, you've done a pizza crawl before. I know at least in New York, I remember you talking about it in the past. Is that something, you know, on a pizza hunt for a good pizza? Yes. What, well, every, anytime you will travel?
1: The um, If you're ever in New York City, Scott's Pizza Tour. I thought I was a little bit geeky about pizza, okay. but... Uh, Scott led the tour in our school bus, you know, throughout the city. He has an incredible amount of knowledge about what flour they use, which bag it's in, what kind of boxes they use, what what is their oven temperature. and
0: (laughs) That's amazing.
1: Oh, he he is off the charts. I I bow down to him in in, in pizza knowledge. Uh, so, So we went on a tour and I learned more in, I think it was a four hour event. Learn more in those four hours than I had the year before that. Oh, really? Fan fantastic uh, you know, lesson about the restaurant part of making pizza. Sure. Um, and I always tell people who are um, looking at the pizza porter or interested in this, you know, go, go, to, go to good pizza places and see what they do. There are a lot of people offering advice online. Make sure that you take advice from people who do this for a living. Because they've figured out the the hard parts of it, or how to how to make it consistently and and good all the time.
0: Let's talk about something that you are doing um, that's making a great impact, giving back through this organization, Operation Barbecue Relief. And so um, you have gotten together with some others, and during the pandemic, really you know, contributed your your talent and your invention to help uh, support others that are in need. Um, talk a little bit about that organization and what you've been doing.
1: So I don't hold a candle to what they do. Um, uh, this organization, I think it started out of the uh, tornado in Joplin, Missouri. Mm. Uh, a group said people are in need and they need food and and I have a barbecue grill or I have a barbecue trailer. So they, they brought together a bunch of folks and they said, oh, well, this is a great way to help. We, we need to feed people because they're going to be hungry right away. Um, we had some personal interaction with them in uh, hurricane relief. Um, uh, my parents live in Pensacola, so we've seen some hurricanes there. Uh, and then my uh, sister lives in Hilton Head and the hurricanes in North Carolina, South Carolina, We've seen Operation Barbecue Relief uh respond there as well. And it's just a can do organization, knock everything out of the way, let's go feed people. Uh and they've been very active uh with my brother-in-law in um it's Fish is the restaurant in Hilton Head, and they've been doing eight or eight hundred to a thousand meals a day. Wow. Uh
0: what an incredible way to give back.
1: It it's just Amazing, and we we've met some of the leaders of the organization through connections through the egg world. So, in California, they responded to the fires as well. So, uh, when you know we were sitting at home, twiddling our thumbs, saying, "Oh my gosh, how do we help?" Uh, I said, "Well, I'd love to challenge my customers to go do a fundraiser. Uh, the pizza porta is a great way to do a large number of pizzas if you wanted to." So we. Uh, did you joined in this sure. uh, we put out a, an announcement that we're gonna do pizzas on this night and we took donations for operation barbecue relief I put that out as a challenge and uh, a friend who has a wood-fired oven did a fundraiser and then some customers up in Ohio are planning theirs right now so I think it's an interesting way to take you know the assets and capabilities that you have and just Putting uh, putting out pizzas can uh, be a good fundraiser, and uh, we wanted to support, so we chose them.
0: Um, what a great way to give back! Like I said in my introduction of you, you know, I told our listeners, you know, that you're a businessman and an inventor and a product marketer, an entrepreneur. So you recently talked to a group of students at Georgia Tech. From your learnings, what were some of, the, some of the advice maybe that you gave them to help them as they're starting out their career?
1: I met a professor who was working on some projects, and we happened to be at a, a, a business startup type of event and met each other and started talking. And he said, okay. oh, I, I do a class on entrepreneurship. I'm thinking. Wait, they didn't have that when I was in school. You know, why? Why didn't I learn this stuff? Some
0: of the classes they have these days. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's great. So he invited me to come um, speak and just share some experiences with his students. So I put together a a presentation on how lean startup and design thinking. These are two new. methodologies or, or schools of thought on how to develop new ideas for products or develop solutions to problems within organizations. Uh, so I put together a presentation and um, the, the thing that I've taken away from both of these, studying the, both of these schools of thoughts is how to make sure you're bringing empathy for your user, purchaser, whoever's receiving customer. Yeah. Customer. Start with empathy. Always start with empathy. How do you not ask them questions about what they want, but how do you understand why they're doing the things they're doing and how does that impact the solution that you think you have for them? I didn't learn that early in my career. so Wow,
0: that's really great advice.
1: Yeah, I mean, it used to be, and hey. It's such a
0: foundational approach to what they're doing.
1: It used to be, hey, uh, people need this green widget. Yeah, let's make a lot of green widgets and let's build a factory that makes green widgets. Uh, but this turns that upside down and says, go talk to people, spend you know spend some time, figure out what they're doing today, figure out why they're doing what they're doing today, and once you understand that, then you can come up with a a solution for that customer. Understand how that customer uh, would adopt that. You know, you can take it through the whole supply chain. Uh, how do people shop for products? How do people decide which product is better? Um, you know, the, going through the entire um, uh, supply chain with the empathy in mind it is a very helpful exercise. And if you can introduce this into your ongoing organization, it's a powerful.
0: Tool. Well, that is really great advice, and I, I love how you you know think about the customer and, and along all aspects of that. So you've talked to us about you know the love or our love for pizza and how you've helped bring a community um, around that with such a great invention that you have, and you've talked a little bit about your career story and how you got started and and your invention and how that got started and, you know, how you've given back, um, you know, using using your talent. Uh, if our listeners want to learn more about the Pizza Porta, can you share a little bit about how they would find out more?
1: Sure. You can visit pizza-porta.com.
0: And I'll put that in our show notes.
1: Oh, great. Uh, the hyphen is a little tricky. Um, I have uh, a lot of blogs on to make pizza, how to um, create dough, how to set up a space for a party. So I, I've tried to get into not just, hey, here's a product and here's why it's great, but we really invented this to help people people make their own great pizza in their own yard. So there's more than just buying a product and plugging it in. There's all these other setup things and ingredients and, and, and uh, protocol for a party, I'll call it. Uh, that, that make it more enjoyable and um, uh, easier to use by, you know, learning from what we've learned along the way.
0: Well, Cortland, thank you for sharing your story today and for uh, being a guest on Stories Connect People podcast.
1: I, this is my first podcast, so I'm so excited to, be, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be part of this, and this is These are different questions that I'm usually asked of, you know, what's your setup in the grill? Right. So uh, thank you for posing these uh, different sets of questions for me.
0: Well, thank you, Cortland, for being with us. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People podcast. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, listen, rate, or share with others. I look forward to being with you next time on Stories Connect People podcast.